Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. At 17.30 GMT, this is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight, I'm here with... Akusia Ochre. And coming up over the next 90 minutes, Abusukai spare pass dealers challenge transport operators to reduce fares following the announced reduction of their wares coupled with a reduction in fuel prices. Also, coming up, set up to fail. The challenges are the Office of Special Prosecutor which are threatening the fight against corruption. Office of Special Prosecutor, you put that young man there, you haven't determined his service, conditions of service, he hasn't been paid, some appointments have been done. We'll be hearing more on the challenges fought in that office, which is in what, fourth year or so. And later on Eyewitness News. Closer is serving notice on the National Labor Commission that should government default in honoring any of the coupons when due for the schemes, it will declare an indefinite nationwide strike. What appears to be the first casualty of government's debt exchange program, a threat by Clocksack. Stay with 97.3 CTF for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News and in business. The Center for Democratic Development pushes for a strategic plan to ensure Ghana does not go back to the IMF again. That's in 50 minutes with Netili Neti of the City Business Desk. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations. In the Western region, we are on Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi, Sky Power 93.5 FM also in Takradi. In the Bono region, we are on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyani. If you go to the Ashanti region, we are on Focus 94.3 FM in Kumasi, Orange 107.9 FM also in Kumasi. If you go to the Volta region, we are on Revival 99.3 FM in Tajevu, Cool 103.5 FM in Ho. In the Northern region, we are on Radio Bimbila 91.9 FM in Bimbila. In the Upper East region, we are on Tanga 93.7 FM in Bolga. And in the Upper West region, we are on Tunsung, 97.3 FM in Wa. The show is interactive. Do join us with your messages via WhatsApp and Telegram. The number is 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. You can also go to Facebook. We have a live feed that we are bringing you on CTFN's Facebook handle. And uh, you can drop your comments under this comments section. And the whole world will see what your views are on the stories that we are bringing you. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM, broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. So let's start off with how much you have to pay when you bought Trotro. Indeed, there was, um, we've seen increases in the cost of transportation or transport fares when the fuel prices went high. Now that fuel prices are reducing and social media is awash with photographs of uh, billboards in front of fuel stations announcing drastic changes, 
there are calls for the reduction to also happen. Recall that in the heat of the crisis, the fuel crisis, a very big private bus transport company announced increases in transport fares. That was a big talk of town. Now that the fuel prices are going down at the pumps, we've called up Ernest Dakabre Frimpong Manso, who is general manager of VIP Zone Transport. They made the increases the last time to ask them if there's going to be a reduction this time around. Dakabre, welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, thank you, Maru. The last time you were with me here, you told me why you had to increase your fares, and you told me how difficult it was for you to take that decision, but you had to take that decision. And you said to me, too, that that decision was subject to a change of the various um, factors that are calculated in arriving at the cost of a seat on your bus. Now that a huge factor, which is fuel, is going down, are we going to see you reducing your fares anytime soon? Yes. Very good evening to your listeners. Yes, indeed. Uh, there was an increase in uh, our prices on 24th of October and subsequently on 5th of November. And I had indicated after 24th of October that we intended to hold the price for 90 days. That is about before uh, December 24th. But then uh, factors were such that we were exceptionally re- uh, compelled to re- uh, increase the fare by November 5. Yes, we had indicated that petroleum, uh, rising petroleum prices and other variables. I am able to say to you today that uh, before the table of directors of VIP is a motion for them to resolve in reducing transport fares. And we are talking about hours. Uh, days, but not even weeks. So in the coming days, uh, we expect, subject to the last variable we are looking at tomorrow, for VIP John Transport to reduce transport fares, please. Remind us again of the key factors that contribute to the total fare or the passenger's fare on your bus. Aside fuel, what other options do you look at? And have these been constant or they have also changed? Um, we look at the rising petroleum prices, we look at the lubricants, and then we look at the spare parts like the tires, the batteries, and other accessories. And then the insurance uh, cover for the various vehicles. Yes, the petroleum prices have gone down uh, noticeably, but others have remained unchanged, given that the prices are the same. And in fact, the insurance uh, cover has gone up a little bit marginally this time again. So uh, given the factors that I am talking about, it's only the rising fuel prices. Yet directors are just about looking at the last variable tomorrow and the motion on their table. They would therefore resolve to reduce uh, uh, fares uh, in the coming hours, coming days. And could this be because... uh the Christmas season is around and people will still be traveling in huge numbers. And so even if you do the reduction, you may not be affected as you would have been affected a month or two ago. Not really. I would beg to submit that VIP Joint Transport is an ethical company. And we are looking at a situation where the general population 
had accepted the fact that uh, certain variables were going up. And for that matter, we were able to reduce our prices without any protest whatsoever. So if psychologically we see one of the variables coming down and we remain adamant in not doing something about the price, then we do not remain an ethical company. Yes, we are looking for profit, but at the same time, we do appreciate our role in the performance of the Ghanaian economy. And I have had to speak with other uh, transport operators, uh, be the state and non-state operators, and they are all like looking up to VIP, what VIP is going to do in, in order for them to also uh, do something about it. So being ethical, we intend to reduce the price for the nation to know that when there was this talk about rising petroleum prices and VIP, amongst others, increased their prices, when there is a significant, or I would say, a change in uh, prices downwards for the petroleum product, VIP should be seen in the light of what is happening to be also playing along by reducing uh, fares, but thereby uh, making ourselves become the leader in the transportation business. So by Monday, quarter quarter, we should see an announced reduction. Uh, certainly, I have said that there is a motion on the table of directors and subject to the last variable we are looking at tomorrow, we should announce transport uh, reduction of transport fares, please. Meanwhile, since we are during the festivities and we know what happens in terms of road carnage, um, what would be your advice to the motoring public and also as a company, what are you doing with your drivers and your vehicles to ensure we do not have problems like we used to have in the past during this period? Uh, basically, what VIP John is doing is to take a cue from the uh, workings of the National Road Safety uh, Authority. We expect to even have a meeting with them tomorrow morning, and they are giving us what they have developed, uh, arrive alive, and then we will also take on board what other stakeholders are also bringing on board for us to uh, educate our drivers and then warn our drivers to be more cautious and to be more careful during the festive season, and also uh, have the police VIP uh, uh, initiative where we have passenger liaison, and the passenger liaison will be in the coach, every single coach that moves, so that when the driver does anything unruly or driver drives carelessly, the passenger liaison would, through the conductor, warn the driver and will be the spokesperson for the passengers when the driver disregards the passenger spokesperson, the passenger spokesperson is given the opportunity to contact management of VIP John Transport for us to uh, warn or even at the worst uh, take uh, the driver out of the steering wheel and put another driver there such that the drivers will see that the company is serious about reducing fatalities on the highway and we also uh, alert passengers when they board any of the VIP John buses should also use their uh, Android phone or the smartphones to do star 920 star 57 hash to us and then put the registration number of the coach to ascertain whether such a coach is duly insured according to law. Let me just be sure. So you have uh, persons you put on your buses for that purpose? Um, the normal passengers, uh, one is selected to be the passenger spokesperson. And so you the, do the that at the terminal? Yes, that is an initiative between the police and the VIP joint transport. So that person becomes a liaison between the passengers and the driver and the bus and the company? Certainly. certainly. And that person will not be your employee? 
Not at all. You could be a regular traveler who is going to Kumasi who boards who boards your bus. Certainly, certainly. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Uh, please uh, let us know in the coming days how that is uh, being implemented. And thank you so much for speaking to us. And thank you. Merry Christmas to you. That's Adakabre Ernest Frimpon Mansu Mamudu, General Manager, VIP John Transport. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3. CTFM, we are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka in Accra. The reason we are bringing you this conversation is because um, f- people who sell spare parts at Abosukai are saying that they want the uh, chortro fare reduced. A statement was issued, Abosukai Spare Parts Dealers Association, and it says it has come to the attention of the Abosukai Spare Parts Dealers Association that Ghana Private Road Transport Union, GPRTU, instead of reducing the transport fares as a result of the reduction of fuel prices has remained adamant and don't want to do that. They are now attributing their failure to reduce prices of the transport fares to high prices of spare parts. It is against this background that we are holding this press conference to let the Ghanaian public know what they are saying is not true. Our so-called spare parts dealers association has over the years as a tradition always embarked on price reduction in every November to help customers service their ve- customers service their vehicles for Christmas holidays, as an affiliate of the Ghana Union of Traders Association (GUTA), also we have responded to their press release this week to try and adjust prices to give some respite to Ghanaians as a result of the appreciation of the CD against the dollar. We therefore want Ghanaians to disregard the propaganda that the GPRTU is waging as it has been their tradition over the years whenever they are called upon to reduce transport fares. We wish to let the public know that prices of spare parts has been adjusted to respond to the appreciation of the CD and will urge all customers to go directly to the shops and buy from them. Thank you. Abosokai Dadie. Abosokai Dadie. Abosokai Abua Omangana. Okay, signed Clement Boatin, co-chairman, as well as Siao Ampedu. We'll be speaking to them uh, shortly to know uh, more when they say they've reduced the uh, uh, prices of spare parts to, to possibly give us uh, some proof that they have done so. Uh, we'd also be hearing from the GPRT. Recall that they said they are not going to reduce the fares yet because uh, there are other factors that contribute to the increase in fares and the fact that fuel prices are down does not mean that they should automatically reduce how much you pay when you bought the trotter. When we come back, we'll do all of that and more. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF, and we are discussing the cost of transport and whether or not it will be reduced and it should be reduced. Ghana Private Road Transport Union is the umbrella body of a number of transport unions in Ghana. I spoke to the secretary of that group, Godfrey Abulbre, on um, Eyewitness News yesterday. They were um, insistent on staying with the status quo. Listen. So everything you have just said now means that we should not expect the fares of transport to reduce. No. What one thing can make you reduce your fare? So, for instance, if we saw another 10% drop by tomorrow, would you reduce your fares? 
Yes, I, I, I just want to uh, make that point more clearer. You see, the fact that if it comes down to the 50.9 or even the 60, as I mentioned, it will be fair and fair to, to our customers to now talk about what? Fair dashing to a certain level. And I can, I can tell you that we are not making good business now because of the high cost of the face. And that's why I can make it more honest to you that if it comes down to that margin, we don't need someone to call as an accident to raise the face. My girlfriend, you see, when you make statements like the one you've made, people would accuse you of uh, being insensitive. When you increased your fares, it was understood because of the cost of fuel. Cost of fuel goes down, and you are still insistent on being charging what you have been charging when the cost was higher. Honestly, that becomes difficult for people to comprehend. Why can't you simply adjust your fares alongside the fuel pumps? Yeah, as, as a journalist, I, I believe whenever we talk about things, man, we do ask what are the components that that are used to determine our fare increment. Yes, all and those. We have been saying, we yeah. have been saying, we have been saying that it is not only the fuel as you are saying now. Yes, but over the past few months, your increases have been primarily caused by the cost of fuel, not the cost of spare parts, not, not the cost not, of maintenance not, not and exactly. I don't think so. I don't think so. If we watch within that period that fuel was galloping, dollar was equally galloping. And it affected all the spare parts. And dollar is coming down now. So dollar is coming down, fuel is coming down. Why are you not so, reducing the transport fares? That is why we are saying that. We are going to do a very close observance of this particular situation. And by the next price we do, it comes down, we don't need somebody to tell us to read the face. I said that. Very well. Let's leave it here. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you, too. That's Godfrey Abulbire, his General Secretary of the Ghana Private Road Transport Union. Let's go to the markets. The Ghana Union of Traders Association, GUTA, is a group of traders that has been doing business in our markets, fighting foreigners, invading the market space. Dr. Joseph Obing is the president of that Association and he joins us on the line. Doc, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. If you were selling one, you know, what's the word? The one pound of um, electrical equipment at um, Opera Square to me for 100 CDs because you said that the dollar was going up. Now that the dollar is going down, I expect that you reduce it to 70 or 60. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you very much. It's not that simple, but um, let me take this opportunity that um, we've appealed to the conscience of our members to uh, try as much as possible to come down with the prices um, to show good faith to the people of Ghana. Um, um, what we are saying does not mean that we control um, the the, uh, the trading activity. Uh, we control them. Uh, because we are not in a, a price control regime, we are in a liberalized trade. But what we are doing is that when the uh, SM rate was going up, you know that we are all troubled. Our capitals were being depleted. And then we all um, uh, were disturbed. And then we encourage our members to up their prices because if you do not bench up, benchmark your prices with the, uh, the dollar, then of course you are going to lose all your capital. And so we, um, the dollar went to the peak of about uh, 15.5. And on Monday, when I realized that the dollar has come to 12, 
then I thought it's a reasonable reduction that um, um, we should also respond positively um, by um, reducing our prices. And that's why um, we appeal to the um, trading community um, to do same. But uh, we did that with, uh, 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 with difficulty, knowing that uh, most of our uh, members have bought the dollar at a higher rate. You know, there was a panic buying, so most of us have bought the dollar at a relatively higher rate, and their goods um, are not even in. And so what we have done is to appeal to them and advise them that they should strike reasonable averages, meaning that you might have some old stock, you might have bought some um, of the forests at higher price, and yet too, you, you have the opportunity to buy when the dollar is low. So we struck the nursery averages, and then we will be able to break even as well as transferring some of the gains that we are having in the nation um, to the consuming public. Because the business that we do, we do not do it in isolation. We do it with um, the consuming public, the, our customers. So if our customers are a, a challenge to the fact that um, they can, uh, because of affordability, they cannot buy the goods or patronize the goods, then we are doing ourselves a uh, harm. So that if there's opportunity, then we have to transfer some of the benefit to um, um, the consuming public. And this is certainly what um, we are trying to tell our members. And I know um, they started responding positively. And actually, it started responding last week before even the press statement came. And so, um, yes, we have to appeal to the questions of our members. But our expectation of this reduction should be measured. I think the um, Ghanaian consuming public should be also should also be fair. And knowing that our plight, that we have already incurred some losses by buying at a higher price, our goods are not yet in those that we have imported, and that yet we, we have to also compensate them with uh, some price reduction. Their expectations should be measured on these lines that are first grade. Thank you so much for speaking to us. That's Dr. Joseph, Joseph Obin, his president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. And around the globe, we are on citynewsroom.com. Still ahead, we'll go to Morocco. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. You're welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF. And we are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka. In Accra. Let's talk about spare parts now. Clement Boatin is a chairman of the Abosuka Spare Parts Dealers Association. Mr. Boatin, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Yeah, uh, good evening, Alexander, and thank you for having me. Thank you, too. You, you are telling us that you reduced the, the price of spare parts. Uh, just this afternoon, a mechanic was around going to buy steer rack, and the amount he was mentioning was higher than what I've always known it to be. Clearly, the, 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 the prices are not down. What's the evidence that you have reduced the cost of your 
Svepat. Are you, Sandra, are you sure of what uh, you, are, you, are, you are saying? Oh, I'm very sure. The mechanic is at Odona. He went to Abosilkai. And uh, are you sure he went to the right place to buy? I don't know. Abosilkai is Abosilkai, or, or there are special places at Abosilkai that are not right and the okay. others are right. Yes, yes, because uh, we've, we've always been advising customers, you know, to buy directly from the shops. But uh, if you just uh, let anybody lead you, you know, to any 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 place, or uh, you just you know stand by the roadside and you ask somebody uh, to go and bring you anything that you need, the person will bring the thing to you at cutthroat prices. So that is uh, the reason why you've been advising you know customers to go straight to the shop and buy from. So that if you go there, you can negotiate the price and also assuming you buy the thing, you go and the thing is not the correct one, you can bring it back because you know the exact place that you bought from. But Responding to your question, as far as I'm concerned, one even one of our of our, of our uh, uh, senior members who you know supplied uh, some goods because he imports goods on a very large you know uh, uh, volumes. So he supplied goods to some of our people uh, just about uh, 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 a month thereabouts when the CD uh, had a free fall and it was uh, going at the rate of uh, 15 CDs uh, to, 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 to the dollar. To the dollar. He, he supplied some goods, uh, namely piston rings of the Holland gasket. And for instance, the, the piston, he supplied it at, uh, at, at a thousand Ghana CDs. But when he saw that the CD had started regaining you know, its strength, he, he, he even got back and reduced the prices to, to the people that uh, he supplied, the person that he supplied a thousand cities, he reduced it uh, for them to eight hundred. Rain that he supplied it to them at six hundred, he reduced it to four hundred and fifty. Overhauling gasket that he supplied it to them at five hundred, he reduced it to three hundred and fifty. And that has been, you know, uh, the trend. You know, earlier this week, Guta even issued a, a, a statement calling uh, on its members uh, to try and, and adjust prices uh, because the the, the, the CD it was, you know, uh, appreciated. They had already responded, respond, responded, and I can tell you if you even go to uh, some of our members uh, who sell electricals at, uh, at uh, Opera Square, they have even started reducing their price. So I can tell you that Abosokai, you know, is responding to the call of, of Guta and have started, you know, uh, reducing their, their, their prices. So uh, we don't understand why uh, GPRT, when people are calling on them to reduce prices, uh, they, 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 they want to attribute it to, 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 to spare parts increase, which has not been the case. And that has been the modus operandi of, 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 of GPRT. Anytime uh, there is some sort of windfall and then uh, people call on them to reduce their prices, they try as much as possible and to find excuses. So uh, we, 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 we are not, uh, uh, we know that it has been, you know, the modus operandi of, of GPRTU and uh, we wouldn't, you know, control to that. Your statement said that every November you reduce the prices of your spare parts so Ghanaians can service their vehicles ahead of Christmas. Yes. So is that why you have done the reduction or because of the dollar CD exchange rate? Yes, as, 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 as our uh, release uh, uh, implies, every November, that, that has been you know, the trend. Uh, we, we try as much as possible you know, to reduce prices. So at uh, this time around, if even uh, the city had not even appreciated, we were still at least going to you know, uh, reduce it marginally. Uh, for people to service their vehicles so that they can also enjoy the Christmas. But right now, uh, uh, right now that uh, there has been, you know, an, an, an appreciation of, of, of the city, we think uh, we could do more by at least trying as much as possible to reduce uh, prices between at least 5 to, you know, 15%.
Okay, now when you say that these prices are down, could it be that just very few shops have done that, or even it's just an instruction from you, the executives, but necessarily does not translate in the markets? Because I've just given you an instance a short while ago where uh, 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 the, the mechanic goes to town, and this is how much he's buying it for, and they say that it keeps increasing. Well, uh, you know that uh, in, in, in every, in every uh, uh, household, uh, at least uh, there may be one or two people uh, who will try as much as possible to, you know, uh, not hit to uh, uh, some, 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 some plea. And this one is, 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 is a plea uh, that we, we are pleading that at least, uh, you know, uh, building a country is not the sole responsibility of, 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 of the government. As citizens, uh, we also have a, uh, our, our part to play. And so if uh, there is a situation that... Uh, we can, you know, do something, you know, to help a citizen. Why? Why not? So it's not something that we are forcing. We are forcing uh, our members, you know, to, to do something uh, which which uh, they can't they can't do. It's it's an appeal that uh, we are we are appealing to them that uh, they should try as much as possible, you know, to uh, reduce their prices because uh, we all know that uh, the Ghanaian consumer, you know, uh, has, has has suffered a, a lot. Uh, just about a month or one and a half. By months ago, when the CD, you know, fell drastically to to, to 15 CDs, uh, you could all attest to the fact that uh, there was an uh, an increase of prices every day. If you buy something today, 10 CDs, tomorrow you go, it's 15 CDs. The next day you go, it's 20 CDs. And and and, and it was not pleasant for uh, the Ghanaian consumer. So if uh, there is a windfall that we think uh, we can share with uh, the Ghanaian consumer, why not? And that is why we've made an appeal. And today, you know, we had. Uh, a general meeting before uh, the press conference. I don't know whether the time that we were having the meeting, your reporter uh, was 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 there because we asked our our members who are at the meeting that are uh, they going to uh, respond to our appeal by reducing prices? And there was there was there was there was there was a, 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 an, an absolute yes from from them, and uh, they were in support of our of, of, of our appeal. So we know that uh, definitely. Uh, they are going to hit to our call and then reduce prices to the Ghanaian consumer. It's strange that you talk about windfalls because there are people who may have bought the spare parts from China or wherever you go to import your spare part from yeah. at the at the exchange rate of November. Yes. How do you expect them to reduce their prices now and sell it when the CD has gone up? up? And that would mean that they would have lost. Yes, it's, it's, it's a nice question that you are putting before me. Uh, you know, uh, every trader uh, aspires to uh, make 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 profit, but uh, uh, when you are making profit, you also look uh, at, the, at the at the circumstance or you know uh, the, the situation. It is true that uh, people change uh, uh, their monies at the time that uh, the city was was going at, uh, at at 15 cities, and and if currently uh, the city is, is, is going. Sorry, the, the, yes, the city is going to uh, uh, at uh, at uh, ten cities, uh, fifty pesos uh, to 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 the dollar. Then uh, you know that uh, at least you are you are you are making some reinforce. So what we are telling them is to that they should strike an average, strike an average. If uh, at the time of uh, uh, the, the 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 fifteen uh, cities 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 mark, uh, you were you were making maybe uh, a ten percent uh, 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 profit. Uh, this time around. 
you are you are supposed to make more than a 10 percent profit, but at least uh, you must strike an average so that you wouldn't you know increase the prices astronomically, so that uh, the Ghanaian consumer uh, should also be uh, of, of of benefit to whatever we import that we have. So you look at the situation and then you strike you strike an, an average. When you say that the prices are down, are you going to set up a task force to enforce the reduction in all the shops in Abusukai? No, we, 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 we wouldn't uh, uh, form a task force, but we have a public address system that uh, from time to time we announce to them uh, that uh, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they complying to, to our request because we don't want a situation that people you know, will, will still continue uh, to, 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 to see that uh, prices are, are, are high as the GPRRTU seems you know, uh, to, 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 to portray. So we always use the public address system to reach out to them so that they could you know, uh, adjust their prices. So it's not really binding. Anybody can choose to do whatever they want to oh, do in Abu Sokai. It's, it's, it's not binding. It's not binding. But if you are a good citizen, uh, that is why I said that uh, uh, the burden of a country does not, you know, uh, it's not the sole responsibility of government alone. We, the citizens, also have a part to play. So if there's a situation that we can, you know, also contribute something uh, for the benefit of, 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 of the whole Ghanaian public, why not? Why not? You have to do, you have to do something to help your country. You understand? So it's, 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 it's an appeal that we are, we are, we are making. And as far, uh, as far as we are concerned, we know that uh, uh, they are going to hit to it. And some people have even, you know, started, as I mentioned to you earlier. Let's leave it here. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you for having me. That's Clement Boatin, he's chairman of the Abosokai Spare Pass Dealers Association. Uh, he says when you come to Abosokai, go to the right shop and you'll get the prices of your spare parts at lower rates than they used to be. And they're also urging the GPRTU to reduce uh, fares because, well, prices of spare parts down, cost of fuel down. The natural order of things should expect or should, should be that the church fare also goes down. But that has not been going down, and that may not go down, according to what GPRT has said to us yesterday. Meanwhile, there's currently a meeting between the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, GPRTU, and other transport unions. They are having that meeting with the Ministry of Transport. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF, and we are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka, in Accra. We are interactive on WhatsApp, 549 996. Daniel Atia from Dansoman sends a message and he says, uh, with all honesty, I don't think the transport companies will reduce their fares because they are going to base the argument on the other variables in the business. Alan Inchantan says this conversation should not be limited to transport fares but must be extended to include foodstuffs as well. Uh, more messages coming through. Uh, this one from... Um, Okay, so this one says, uh, Imano, Imano from Lashibi says, I think the traders are being fair with cons- consumers because they might have purchased some goods at higher prices previously, but the transport unions are not being fair to the Ghanaian people at all. I'm not sure they bought fuel to store when it was over 20%, 20 cities per liter, and they have always adjusted prices all the time since uh, fuel prices have been going up. Let me get more other messages uh, coming through. Uh, this one said, what I want to tell the drivers is that they had it all wrong with their current stance. If they are expecting other goods and services that they themselves don't provide to come down, which mostly depends on the transport cost, then I'm sorry for them. That's Joe Dawuni.
in Dansuman. You can also send your message 0549 986 986 This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are broadcasting from Adabaka in Accra. The president of Ghana, Nanadudan Kwakufado, is in the United States. Yesterday we brought you a story where he was calling on African leaders to stop begging. Well, that's not the only thing he's been doing. He has also been talking regional security or sub-regional security. There's a story on Bloomberg that says Ghana alleges Burkina Faso paid Russian mercenaries with mine. And that story has got many tongues wagging and could really lead to Perhaps some, uh, if you like, um, diplomatic spat between Accra and Ouagadougou. Hansen Ajiman of the City Newsroom is in studio to share with us what the president has been saying. Hansen, what has the president been saying? So the president basically has been making the point of um, Burkina Faso having to give a mind to a group which is an ally to Russian <laughs> President Vladimir Putin. and The Wagner group? Uh, yes, and the president's concern generally is that because Ghana has uh, basically criticized uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the presence of this mercenary group, which is an ally to the Russian president uh, at our northern borders, is of a concern to the government. And the president in meeting the U.S. indicated that there's a need for the U.S. to work with the economic community of of West African states to generally protect nations in the region from armed groups that threaten democracy. So his major concern has to do with the level of collaboration between the U.S. and ECOWAS in in helping to protect these nations in the region. But particularly in the case of Ghana, the presence of this Wagner group uh, at our northern borders, which are allies to uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, is a concern to President Kufuado. We can listen to the president. He was speaking during an interaction in Washington, D.C. with U.S. African leaders. And also this was in the presence of U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Listen. Yesterday I had an extremely, I was part of an extremely useful meeting with the people from the Congress to come and talk about security matters. Neither the, Madam, you were there. You were part of the meeting. And um, it's significance for us. And I think that the, beyond everything, that is a matter that I want to urge upon you. Today, Russian mercenaries are on our northern border. Burkina Faso has now entered into an arrangement uh, to go along with Mali in employing the Wagner forces there. I believe a mine in southern Burkina has been allocated to them as a form of payment for their services. Prime Minister Burkina Faso in the last 10 days has been in Moscow. And to have them operating on our northern border is particularly distressing for us in Ghana. Apart from not uh, accepting the idea of Great powers, like once again, making Africa the theater of operation. We have a particular position that you know about over the Ukraine war, where we have been very, very vocal and upfront about condemning the invasion of Russia by Russia. And therefore, they're now to have this group 
and our borders is a matter of some considerable disquiet and concern for us. We really, really themes of that discussion should be the themes that we should continue to address. To what extent we can have you as a partner in confronting these threats. It is very important that ECOWAS and the West African area remains a democratic space. It's the reason for the actions we took over the coup d'etats in Burkina Faso, in Mali, and in Guinea. And ECOWAS has been very consistent in refusing to deal with these governments because of the undemocratic nature of the accession to power. The commitment to democratic values and institutions is a, a high priority for our states. We in Ghana have been through all kinds of arrangements, governance arrangements in the past, one-party state, all kinds of experiments have taken place. So does the president... And our people are not very clear in their mind. They want to go down the avenue of democratic engagement. And that is why the last 30 years of the Fourth Republic have been the most stable in our country's history. We want to do everything to preserve that. But there are enemies of democracy who are working hard in West Africa today. And therefore it's important that we bring that matter to your notice and see to what extent we can engage you as a reliable partner in the pushback of, of those forces. There are other areas, of course, of great significance too, the cooperation for economic growth and for the development and for the making of prosperity for our people, which is to some extent part and parcel of the same fight. The young people have things to do. They're not going to be recruits for terrorist forces. So all of that is part and parcel. But specifically, what we can do about the terrorist threat in West Africa is now the major security concern of all our states, especially the coastal states that up till now, to the last six months, have been relatively free of this threat. But now on all our common borders, Benin, Togo, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, are these forces that are operating there. And we have to find a way to be able to respond and respond effectively to protect our populations. So, so that's the president of uh, Ghana, Nanadran Kwakufado, speaking in the U.S. and uh, uh, being alarmed there about activities in uh, around our northern border with Burkina Faso, where he says that Burkinabi authorities have rewarded a Russian Wagner group, um, a group that has been described as a mercenary group from Russia operating in Burkina Faso, which has been given a mind to operate from, and he says that's a source of worry. And that story was reported on Bloomberg, and we've also just got you the audio there that we've um, obtained from Washington, D.C., where the president, alongside several other heads, dozens of heads of African states, are having an interaction with the president of the U.S., Joe Biden, and other officials of his government at the Africa-U.S. summit. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios 
in Adabraka in Accra. What other stories are there in the city newsroom that we've been following? Yes, the Civil and Local Staff Association of Ghana, CLOGSAG, has served notice it will embark on a sit-down strike if pensions of its members are touched under government's debt exchange program. Government, through the finance minister, announced a debt restructuring program which will have existing bonds exchanged for four new bonds with maturity dates up to 2037. However, labor unions, including Trades Union Congress, have opposed the move with concerns that pensions of their members will be affected. At a press conference, Executive Secretary for Clocksag, Dr. Isaac Bampoado, said rather than targeting pensions of Ghanaians, government should cut down on its expenditure. The government of Ghana has been working hard to minimize the impact of the domestic debt exchange on investors, holdings, holding government bonds, particularly small investors, individuals, and other vulnerable groups. Paragraph 4, in line with this, he stated, Treasury bills are completely exempted. All holders will be paid the full value of the investments on maturity. There will be no haircut on the principles of bonds. Individual holders of bonds will not be affected. Let me repeat. Individual holders of bonds will not be affected. Without doubt, individual holders of bonds are exempted. So that was Dr. Isaac Bampuado. He's the Executive Secretary of the Civil and Local Staff Association of Ghana, CLOGSAG. Now the Director of Strategy and Business Operations at Dalex Finance, Joe Jackson, says unions and institutions kicking against the domestic debt exchange program may be forced to accept it as the alternative presents dire consequences. The government in a recent release noted that institutions who fail to participate in the debt exchange may have their investments adjusted to reflect the lower liquidity and higher risks associated with the bonds. He spoke on the City Breakfast Show. It's in question. When you do this, you are putting a bazooka in your credit. You're shooting a bazooka through your credibility. But what else can the government do? And remember that they chose corporates very carefully because all of us, there are a number of issues. Number one, we have a regulator. Mm-hmm. So the regulator can call and say, hey, they like you want to sign or don't do this thing. Mm-hmm. Number two, we actually have a stake in the financial system. So between chaotic default and organized default, mm-hmm. I every time choose organized default, which is the domestic debt exchange system. So as I sit, right, I have to choose this. So you're saying that even though as of Tuesday, by graphic reports, no institution had expressed interest, by 19th, most of them would have said yes because the alternative is more confusing. It's more chaotic. It's chaos. It's utter chaos. So they will inevitably have to take this offer. You, you know, uh, when we were kids, yeah. we used to have a say, saying, if you like, say things. So they will take it. Oh, we will take it. What are the Listen, alternatives for not taking it? I will say to you that mm. you may say you don't want it. Yeah. But if the government refuses to pay, can I go to court to enforce? All of us can go to court. 
you have a contract, so you can go to court. Mm-hmm. Mm. But to what end? I'm not sure any of the corporates are going to court like that. Joe Jackson is the Director of Strategy and Business Operations at Dalex Finance. Now let's move away with matters that's got to do with domestic debt exchange because the minority in Parliament wants President Ekufuado to reduce the size of his government as part of measures to address the current economic situation. The minority chief whip Muba. Mohammed Mubarak Mutaka made this known during the vetting of the minister-designate for the Gender, Children and Social Protection uh, Ministry, Larry Basuwewa Abudu. We are looking up to the Excellency, the President, to take steps to reduce the size of the government. And unfortunately or coincidentally, we have two nominees that we have to add onto the list. But the challenge we have is that the gender ministry is a very sensitive ministry without a ministry, without a minister. And we are compelled to vet ministers that are supposed to go there. That notwithstanding, we still hope that the president will take steps to reduce the size of the government. I can, I can assure the public that if this was any other ministry, not the gender ministry, it would have been very difficult for us as a minority to be seen vetting to add the number of ministers. But the sensitivity of that ministry and the challenges that is going through compels us to vet a minister and a deputy going to them. Minority Chief Whip Mohammed Mubarak Muntaka, still on the minority in Parliament, they are accusing the government of denying the special prosecutor Kesi Ejabin of salary for the past 16 months. The group says the government's attitude towards the special prosecutor undermines its commitment towards fighting uh, corruption. The minority leader Haruna Idris raised the concern ahead of the presentation of the annual budget estimate report of the OSP for the year 2023. I've just asked for an email. Office of Special Prosecutor, you put that young man there, you haven't determined his service, conditions of service, he hasn't been paid. Some appointments have been done, which themselves raises question whether a board was aware or not aware. Chairman, you have to ask for, you have to prove further the happenings at the Office of Special Prosecutor. It hasn't been paid for 16 months. And you are coming to lay one report. We won't accept any report being laid here. Your commitment to fight corruption begins with your attitude to independent constitutional bodies like the special prosecutor who has been denied uh, salary. Can any of you live without salary? And you don't pay, uh, you expect him to work and to come back corruption. You want to lay a report. Now, speaker, even now, I have just had calls from the judiciary. The request they made to the president has not been met. Nobody will lay a report in respect of the judiciary here unless we have the formal correspondence from the president in accord with Article 179 of his comments on the budget of the judiciary and whether or not even a quarter of what they have requested is what you are granting them. So take note, wait. No one should come and lay anything for the judiciary in the name of the chief justice until we know how much was the request made to the president by the chief justice and the judiciary? How much of it is the president granted? Now, for special prosecutor, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, this week, a uh, chairman must be barred from going further to lay any report affecting the special prosecutor until we have assurances that he will be paid and paid his arrears and persons recruited. 
you scrutinize them to know when they were recruited, whether they had board approval for recruitment or not, who asked you to go home and who asked you to come. Then you can lead the report. I thank you. So stay away from budget of the judiciary and special prosecutor chairman. Thank you. Voice of the Minority Leader in Parliament, Haruna Idrisu, away to education, management of the University of Ghana have announced that continuing male student residents of Mensa Sabah Hall and Commonwealth would not be allowed to return to these halls in the next academic year. There have been several clashes between student residents of the largest traditional hall, Mensa Sabah, and Commonwealth, leading to injuries and the destruction of property. The University Council, in a release said it approved the measure to transfer the male students to other halls and private hostels to avert violent occurrences during the two halls. Now, however, the latest resolution has been frowned upon by the leadership of the SRC, who say frantic efforts are being made to overturn the decision. Martin Boachijesi is the president of the SRC. We want to have a, a conversation with the university management on how best we can can look at the issue and uh, how best we can um, uh, find um, alternative solutions. So what could, what could be done within, within Commonwealth and Sabah and the bills retained in their, in their hostel advocate for the bills to be retained in the hall. There is a conversation we will have um, later today. I'm sure we're going to continue to tomorrow, but we will present the interest that Commonwealth and Sabah boys are allowed to are retained in their hostels. It's unfortunate. I mean, my wife has been affected. Men come He's a Commonwealth boy who has uh, his residence in Commonwealth. He's also been affected by the issue. So our position on the issue is that the boys should be allowed to be retained in their hostels. And uh, we will do our best to advance that argument to understand. Martin Boachit Jesse is the president of the Students' Representative Council of the University of Ghana. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get into the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinete Ajaho. Let's settle for the details now. Executive Director of the Center for Democratic Development, CDD Ghana, Professor Henry Kwesi Prempe, has charged government to come out with what he calls an IMF substitute. This, he notes, will help put an end to the country's continuous dependence on the International Monetary Fund for directions on fiscal consolidation and revenue generation. This comes a few days after IMF staff and the government of Ghana reached a staff-level agreement on economic policies and reforms to be supported by a new three-year arrangement under the extended credit facility of about $3 billion. Professor Henry Kwesi Prempe made a call at a roundtable discussion on the topic, interrogating Ghana's 2023 budget and economic policy as a pathway to economic recovery organized by the Citizens Coalition in Accra. When I look at the whole, uh, the whole budget too, part of what I, I think has gotten us into this problem is that when we started off on the euro bond thing, it was a good thing. I mean, it's, but I think that given the nature of our politics and our governance, it should have been very clear to us that without an IMF substitute, 
a domestic IMF substitute. In other words, the IMF is not there, but you need yourself to put in certain guardrails and certain um, certain institutional frameworks so that you would be more fiscally responsible and not have to go back to the IMF. Because when we went to the Eurobond market, it was after, after hipping, right? So we had come out of a debt kind of situation and we should have known that when you turn on the faucet for private lending without any institutional you know checks and balances within your system no imf substitute uh, we have an imf substitute on paper called the fiscal council and even the one that was on paper was really not that strong if you don't want to go to the imf and you are still not fiscally disciplined it just doesn't work He also highlighted the need for government to introduce a comprehensive, efficient and standardized national property taxation system to ensure efficient proper rates application. According to him, this will help boost internally generated funds of of local authorities while reducing central government financing. One of my biggest worries about this budget is what the government is trying to do with revenues from property rates. So, you know, universally property rates are the source of funding for local government everywhere. Right? In this budget, the government proposes to essentially centralize this function. That would be almost, you know, unique globally. The central government is going to centralize uh, property rate collection, give it to GRA, and then basically give it, I think, in actual fact, give it to a private contractor who will collect it, give the money to GRA, they'll take, keep some in Accra, they'll give some to the local government. I think this, this is a fundamental restructuring of our local government system in a way that is moving us in the wrong direction. I would have expected, we all have been expecting more decentralization uh, as opposed to more centralization. And if this is only for a short period, for a crisis period, uh, it might make sense. Because when you're in crisis, you can do exceptional things. I don't see anything in the budget to suggest that this is a crisis period and that this is being done as an emergency measure. I, and I would, I, I, would, I, would, I would urge the parliament, when they get to look at this, to actually, if they approve of this approach at all, to actually sunset it. So, yes, there is a need to revise our property rates. The big real estate boom that has taken place in Accra and, and other parts of the country in the last two or three decades are not reflected in the amounts of revenues that we are generating from property rates. That was the executive director of the Center for Democratic Development, Professor Henry Quisi Prempe. Pharmaceutical company Danex Iten Starwin has revealed that it's working to export some of its products in order to expand its operations and rake in more revenue for the company. According to the company, it already has some of its products registered in some countries with plans to start in West Africa and eventually expand to other parts of the world. The news of exports comes after the company was unable to recommend any dividend for its shareholders for the financial year 2021 due to COVID-19 and other economic challenges. CEO of the company, Daniel Apigi, spoke to City Business News after its annual general meeting. The plans have been kind of stampeded a bit because of COVID. Um, We were planning to hit the ground in 2020, but we've had to hold back because of the travel restrictions and all the other attendant um, issues arising from COVID. And so now we are regrouping and hopefully next year we'll get started again. But we have a comprehensive plan. It's just that things stalled a little bit because of uh, COVID. If you look at our vision as a company, we talk about having a footprint 
in the rest of Africa and beyond. So ultimately, we want to be outside of Africa. But for now, we're going to start with West Africa, progress to the rest of Africa, and then hopefully progress to the rest of the world. So that's kind of, if you like, the vision that we're pursuing. Yeah. That was the CEO of Danex Item Starwin, Daniel Apiche. In its quest to raise its standards in the ride-hailing space in Ghana, Little Ride Limited, a Pan-African ride-hailing service, has officially launched full operations in the country and signed on renowned broadcast journalist Kafu Day as its brand's ambassador. The service pr- promises a user-friendly service that provides safe on-demand rides for patrons. Speaking to the media on the sidelines of the launch, Chief Executive Officer of the company, Kamal Budabit, assured patrons of a new experience when using the ride-hailing app. We are launching ride-hailing services, uh, focusing especially on high-quality corporate services, which allows corporates to hail the rides at a much affordable prices with reliable services, with several other options, including cost-cutting and cost-management options. I think customers would choose us is two more, two things. One is they are more reliable, uh, both in terms of services and quality. The quality of the cars, for example, the quality of our drivers is much more superior. Uh, we are corporate-focused, so that means uh, we have several other options uh, for cost-cutting and cost-maintenance. So I feel that there is an opportunity for us players like us to be there. So we also want to promote lady drivers. You know, uh, taxi driving is predominantly considered to be a male uh, profession. But we feel that there is an opportunity for our lady uh, entrepreneurs to become drivers and provide better services to both our uh, lady customers as well as our corporate customers. That was the Chief Executive Officer of Little Ride Limited, Kamal Budab Habit. The Ghana Civil Aviation Authority is in talks with various airlines operating in the country over concerns of high cost of airfares in the country. This has been, there has been a spike in the price of flights, which operators have blamed on a number of factors, including the depreciation of the city and the high cost of fuel. Speaking to the media on the sidelines of a stakeholders' breakfast meeting, Director General of the Authority, Engineer Charles Kriku, stated that he was optimistic that the meetings would be held with the airlines will yield positive results. Uh, we've had a lot of complaints about high costs of airfares. So this is part of what we are discussing with the airline to see uh, the way forward. Uh, we want them to bring their cost breakdown so that we can discuss with them. We can know what is contained in their cost so that uh, if there's a way that uh, we can help them to reduce charges so that we hope the whole industry uh, as it is. Do we anticipate that these fares should come down? I cannot say it now. I cannot say it now. We are still in discussion with the airlines, especially the local airlines, fashion and uh, our, we are discussing with them and we want to know as the regulator, we also uh, regulate economically, so that I want to know the cost breakdown of their charges, so that uh, for us and them we can uh, see the way forward to bring the cost down. That was the Director General of the Ghana Civil Aviation Authority, Engineer Charles Kweku. And that's all for City Business News and Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajahu. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
point blank tonight goes back to Parliament where there was a debate on the cost of food. We discussed the cost of fuel, the cost of spare parts, the cost of food now is the next discussion. It was a subject of debate amongst members of Parliament today as part of the debate generally around the budget. So we'll take you to the chamber and hear what MPs have been saying. The 2023 budget and economic policy announcement of a domestic debt exchange to sustainably manage our debts and strengthen financial stability. And in the same vein, government's intervention to reduce the price of petroleum products. Speaker Forrest is favorable, yet prices are high, although we do not operate under control price. So that the CD was down almost some 48% against the dollar from its initial position early this year. Presently, it has strengthened more than 23% since the start of December after, after the latest IMF visit. So I crave your indulgence to raise this matter of public concern, which found its way in many of our debates these past few weeks. This relates to the prevailing high cost of goods that mainly follow the depreciation of the CD in the past three months. The concern also is that while we are currently experiencing a turnaround from the depreciation, the expected economic relief is not being felt by the ordinary Ghanaians since goods are still being sold at high prices. Speaker, I make this submission urging the executive and its policymakers to take additional measures directed at restoring price of food items and other goods to some sustainable level. So we are, in conclusion, we are all witness to what is happening currently. The uh, fact that our local currency is gaining some strength against uh, other foreign currencies, the fact that the export price of petroleum products is going down. Uh, these are critical denominators in the determination of price of goods and services, and food items particularly. And as we, we get closer to the yellow tides, we are, I think it's a matter of public interest. And we, as a representative of the people, should begin to speak to these concerns and urge the executive to show some leadership in, in restoring the uh, price of goods and particularly food items on, to an appreciable level. So I, I thank you for indulging me, and I hope that members can make some meaningful contribution in directing the executive to take the needful action. So I thank you for the space granted. My good friend, the Honorable Frank Anodompre. This is a timely statement urging some action on the cost of living crisis which we have been grappling with for some time now. He has drawn attention to the strengthening of the currency, the improved foreign exchange situation and the resultant decrease in export prices. His concern is that that is not reflected in the prices of goods and services. A legitimate concern which requires further interrogation. Right on the speaker, the maker of the statement appears to call on the executive arm of government to intervene in the market. The challenge I have with that assertion or that demand 
is that Ghana operates a free market economy. It's a laissez-faire economy. And so the era of price control, the era of governments intervening in the market to, as it were, control the prices of goods and services is, is an era that has long been left behind. Market forces will react to the concrete reality and they will make a determination when the factors are right for them to act. So I'm not too sure that we should be urging the executive to intervene when we operate a free market economy. There will really be no legal uh, justification uh, to ask the, the, the government or the executive arm to intervene. Having said that, Mr. Speaker, it is also important to put ourselves in the shoes of the average trader, the Ghanaian businessman. Let us not lose sight of the fact that the current windfall we are enjoying, it's really early days yet. It's not even up to a week, probably the last three, four days. Now, the challenge we have in this Ghanaian economy is that we don't produce much. Uh, there's a lot of importation that takes place. And these items have already been bought at a time that we had inflation, which, by the way, is still very high, excess of 50%, according to latest numbers. We had the exchange rates being very, very um, uh, poor. It was, it was, it was uh, not too long ago, uh, about 14. At some point, it even hit 15. I'm referring to uh, CD to dollar exchange. So if just in a few days we are expecting the market to respond uh, instantaneously, it will be quite magical and almost, you know, unfair uh, to uh, some of those who are operating in the market. We need to bear in mind that if you bought these items a few days ago, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, when all of these uh, macroeconomic indicators had taken a nosedive, you cannot expect that immediately, uh, particularly if they are dealing with old stock, they will necessarily reduce the, the, the prices. So we need to also factor that in our deliberations. Having said that, the items that can go down, like fuel prices, which I believe can go down further, certainly we can, we can, edge, we can edge that. The other matter that is of concern to, uh, to, to many Ghanaians is transport fares. We all know, Mr. Speaker, 
that the exchange rate plays a role, uh, fuel prices plays a role. But, Mr. Speaker, that's not all. Spare parts, the cost of spare parts. So, if, if two indicators are easing off, are beginning to go down, but the, uh, the, the, the third factor, which is spare parts, is not responding, then you may not see the kind of uh, commensurate reduction that we all expect. Now, there is also the rational nature of people in the market, which is the wait and see. How sustainable will the current situation be? Is it that probably in a few days we may see uh, another, uh, if you like, uh, return to the, 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 the high you know, uh, uh, depreciation that we were seeing earlier. So it is a good call for us to urge uh, uh, the, the actors in the market to respond. But I think that the commentary has sometimes been unfair, uh, as though people are just being wicked and don't want to uh, be, be, be caring and, and, be, and be kind uh, to their clients or to the, to the consumer. And I think that we need to be a bit more nuanced in, in analyzing these, these, these matters. But certainly, as we discuss this, Mr. Speaker, as I conclude, it is important to remind all of us that we cannot continue to be at the mercy of the vagaries of this, you know, uh, high import-led economy. We've been talking about changing the structure of this economy. We cannot continue to be depending on IMF programs so that when an IMF staff agreement is announced, then uh, we want to rely on that. How many times will we be returning to the IMF and all of that? This, you know, little, little, you know, fleeting and frivolous gains, Mr. Speaker, will not put us on a sustainable path. We need to change the structure of this economy bring on board visionary leadership that can really make us self-reliant, self-dependent, so that we can move on a trajectory that will really bring that economic transformation and salvation that our people have been yearning for. An industrialized, fully transformed economy that employs the people and creates jobs, empowers the young, enterprising, talented people of our country. Mr. Speaker, that is what we need uh, to, to be on the path of more sustainable growth and progress. I thank you very much for the opportunity to contribute to the statement. Thank you very much. Yes. Honourable members, I can, I can, I can guess that um, an opportune time for Ghanaians who are in business to be nationalistic. Petrol pr prices, petroleum prices are being reduced at the pumps. The currency is performing quite well, but we ought to be careful not to play politics with it, because we don't control some of the factors, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I believe that the transport unions have been urged upon to respond to the reduction in petroleum prices at the pumps, and a lot of Ghanaians have been asking for same. I saw the minister's statement, that's the transport minister's statement, urging them to take heed. But I believe that 
as Ghanaians, we must also look at the fact that some of them had also endured certain hardships within a certain period when prices were escalating. So I believe that government and the relevant agencies must engage their transport unions to be able to bring this matter to finality. It's an apt statement, and I commend the maker for it. Thank you very much. Yes, let me. Your noble another prayer for bringing out this very, very important topic and issue on the floor of Parliament. It is true that the city has gained some significant strength in the past few days. There's no doubt about that. But if you do microeconomics, you would agree that prices are downward sticky. And that while prices find its way easily going up, it takes a lot of time and the transmission mechanism does not just reflect on a one-to-one -one basis. Because first of all, people have bought stock. They pay with a certain amount. They have to go and pay back those stock when they sell. And so they have to cover that before. Secondly, in economics, you want a certain level of certainty, predictability. Even if the city is falling, and is falling in a certain party, people are okay with that, they can price. But when there is fluctuation, up and down, it distorts the market, it sends a wrong signal. And so, to say that government should intervene, and like my good friend, the Honorable Kujeto said, Ghana is not a command economy. Ghana is more of a liberal economy. And Adam Smith, in his famous book of Wealth of Nation, in 1976, stated that prices will find its level. And so where demand and supply forces are operating, eventually there will be an equilibrium. No matter what happens. Once there is that disturbance, there will surely be an equilibrium. And so I can understand that we are all happy that the city is gaining a certain level of momentum in terms of strength. But let's be very, very cautious. Because in economics, we are dealing with either monetary policy or fiscal policy. So if indeed the city is coming down, which means that the city is uh, appreciating, which means your city is gaining and doing well, the first point we ought to see is from the Bank of Ghana. What is the policy rate? Your policy rate has increased from 24% to 27%. The lending rate is about 36%. And you are telling the ordinary market woman that go and reduce your prices. Reduce your policy rate so that there will be a pass-through mechanism. So the cost of credit will be cheaper. When cost of credit is cheaper, people can buy. And don't also assume that everything is important. There are farmers who go to the banks, they borrowed money at 36%, they bought fertilizer at the old price. You are not telling them that the dollar has come down, so they should reduce their corn or maize price. How do they go to service that? So it's not as easy and as simple as we see it. It is true that the IMF announcement coincided with the reduction. But <laughs> those of us who have done economics will just tell you there is a relationship. You can't claim causality. You cannot claim causality when you see a positive relationship. The fact that I've seen the Honorable Koko Kwatin looking handsome sitting there doesn't necessarily mean that you are beautiful when you are, that's why you look handsome. No, no. You must pass it through a regression 
check for heteroskedasticity, check for autocorrelation, check for Kusun tests, and do all the necessary Jacobera tests in order to satisfy that equation, that the equation of the model is fit for purpose. And so these assumptions that you are seeing that reduction just because of an IMF program, for me, is neither here nor there. I think that is refreshing, but let us anchor the gains we are making. Let us make the economy much more resilient. But more importantly, Mr. Speaker, and that for me is the most important thing, let there be a certain level of certainty and predictability. When there is certainty, people would definitely price to meet that. But when there is this leaps and bounds, and there is this disturbance, it's very, very difficult. On that note, Mr. Speaker, let me thank the Chief Whip once again for raising this issue Taking note that today's inflation is above 50%, Mr. Speaker, when you cross the 50% mark, it is known as hyperinflation. So as we speak, Ghana is in a hyperinflation. And if you don't take time, we we'll move to what you call galloping inflation. When we get to galloping inflation, then that's why you can conclusively state that you can pay the day. Mr. Speaker, on that note, <laughs> let me thank you. Thank you very much, Rajon Speaker. I'll come to you. Let me uh, go to Celeste. So that was a debate on the cost of food in Parliament. And that will be it for Eyewitness News tonight. My name is Umar Rusanda Amadou. Production by Bevelyn London and Hansen Ajima. The technical support from Daniel Squashi. We'll return tomorrow at 17.30 GMT. Thank you for listening. Good night. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959. And get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City 973.